Welcome. I am your host, Christine, and this is the Self-Esteem Truths Podcast, a podcast about discovering the truth about who we are, why we struggle, and how we can overcome. This podcast is designed to help you transform your life as we dive weekly into new questions about self-esteem truths. Hi, I'm Christine, and this is episode 80. When your self-esteem is low, every agitation is magnified. What this means is if you're tired, it's hard to get through the rest of your day without getting frustrated, losing patience, snapping at somebody, forgetting things that have to be done, staying on task, etc. This means if a stranger cuts you off, it is more likely to really frustrate you, make you irate, make you want to retaliate in some way or let them know you're pissed off. This means when your children are playing loudly and they're screaming and squealing, even if they're playing nicely, just the volume of it is going to grate on your nerves and make you lose patience or snap or yell at your children. Low self-esteem causes minor irritations to build a snowball effect. For example, you go to have breakfast, the type of cereal you normally have is out, so you need to find something else. The stress of trying to find something else causes a bunch of stress, makes it hard to think and problem solve. Now you're running late because you're running late. Your stress is high. You're focused on being late. You completely forget the important papers you needed to take to work with you that day. Now you're in your car. You're thinking about the papers you forgot. You're thinking about how you're running late, how you didn't eat breakfast. You're not paying as much attention to the traffic around you as you should be, and you end up getting a ticket or you get into an accident. Maybe you actually do make it to work okay, but you're snapping at people as you're walking in and on and on and on and on. By the end of the day, you've had a really bad day. And let's be honest, if you're having these types of moments on a frequent basis, there's a high probability that you are also beating yourself up over this. Maybe you're telling yourself that you're not cut out to be a business owner. Maybe you're berating yourself for being a bad parent. Maybe you're telling yourself that adulting shouldn't be this hard and get it together already. And that doesn't help your self-esteem. So let's talk about why low self-esteem causes these types of situations in the first place. Healthy self-esteem is really about self-care and boundaries, as well as getting your perceived expectations and your perception of reality to be as close together as possible. When your self-care is not happening, you don't have the reserves, the mental, emotional, and physical reserves to handle when things shift or go wrong or need you to pivot or problem solve very quickly. So that's one part of it. Inadequate self-care means inadequate ability to cope, manage, think, process, all of those things. The second part of this, boundaries. Even if you do not physically have boundaries in place, meaning you've established them, you've told people where they are, and you take action to keep them in place, even if that is not happening, you do have boundaries. They're just like that obscure property line that may or may not be on this side of the tree or that side of the tree between your house and the neighbor's house. What you do know, even if you don't realize it, is that you 
do not like it when that boundary is crossed. So when that invisible boundary that you maybe don't even recognize yet is crossed, your emotional reaction is frustration, agitation, anger, right? Because some part of you feels dismissed, disrespected, taken advantage of, whatever the case may be. And because you don't know exactly where your boundary is and you're not protecting it, establishing it, and the people you're interacting with don't know where your boundary is, there's a high likelihood that that boundary is being pushed or crossed multiple times a day. And you're having that alarm system going off in your body, just like a house security system saying, oh, somebody stepped on our property line. Somebody's in our space. Somebody is making me feel unsafe. And without that boundary in place, those emotions don't really have anywhere to go because in a healthy situation, those emotions would feel addressed and be able to calm down because you would take action to reestablish the boundary and recreate that safety. So when that is not taking place and those emotions are not feeling heard, they're just going to get louder. They're going to get repetitive. They're not going to go anywhere. This is why when you have low self-esteem, something that might feel minor to somebody else for you feels like your whole day just derailed. And of course, as we mentioned at the beginning, that gets the negative thoughts going in your head, adds to the low self-esteem, and the cycle continues and worsens. When healthy self-esteem is in place, you're doing those self-care activities. You do have physical, mental, emotional energy in reserve. You trust yourself and you're confident in your ability to come up with a new plan, improvise, whatever the case may be. You're not having that negative self-talk when things go wrong and your boundaries are in place. So you're not having those alarm bells go off very frequently. And when they do, you're able to address it and calm it down. Your day can look very different. I'll give you an example. You could talk to one friend and they might be telling you about their day and they might say, oh my gosh, today was the worst day ever. I was scheduled to give a talk. Everything was hectic running up to giving that talk. I couldn't even figure out what to wear. My hair wouldn't go the way I wanted it to go. I got there to do the talk only to find out that they had accidentally scheduled me to talk to the wrong group. And so my prepared speech, which I forgot the papers for anyways, wasn't even going to work. So all of my work and my research was wasted. Now I'm standing in front of a group of people with no clue what to say to them. It was so embarrassing. I pretty much just introduced myself. I asked them if they had any questions. I don't even know. I rambled on about something. I don't even know what I said. It was so embarrassing. I left the stage after 10 minutes. I just walked right out the door. I sobbed in my car for like 20 minutes before I could even drive home. And I got home only to realize I forgot to pick up the pizza I had promised my kids. This was the worst experience of my life. I am never giving a talk ever again. Now you might talk to another friend who's telling you about her day. And she says, oh my gosh, I was scheduled to give a talk today and the craziest thing happened. My morning was a bit chaotic and I ended up leaving without the notes that I had prepared for this talk. Then you'll never guess what happened. I got there and they had accidentally advertised to the wrong group. So the speech I had prepared wasn't going to even work anyways. I guess it worked out that I forgot my notes. So I just decided to wing it and get super curious about the questions and concerns that they had. 
And we ended up having the most amazing conversation. And I walked away with so much insight into this completely other group of people that have never really been on my radar. It was fascinating. I ended up spending an extra 15 minutes at the end just answering questions. And it ended up timing out perfectly because by the time I got to the pizza place to pick up the pizza I ordered for my kids, it was waiting for me. So I didn't have to spend any time sitting in the parking lot. What an incredible day. I can't wait to see what happens the next time I have to give a talk. Now, I don't remember if I've mentioned this on this podcast before, but that actually did happen to me where I was scheduled to give a talk and they advertised to the wrong group and my notes did not matter. I didn't forget them, but they didn't matter. I couldn't use them. Totally wrong group. And it was hilarious. I had so much fun that day. If you noticed, though, in these two stories, the circumstances were not all that different. The reaction to the circumstances, how it made the person feel about themselves, that's what was different. That's what made the one person have a terrible day where they would not want to repeat this. And the other person feels like they had a unique experience that they can laugh at. You can see how the self-confidence of the storyteller affects how they experienced their day, and their day affects their self-esteem. Now, this isn't to say that you'll never have agitations, things go wrong, disappointments. It does mean that they can, for the most part, remain manageable and fleeting instead of being magnified into these problems that just seem to compound themselves on top of each other. I really wanted to address this today because I have noticed from time to time that some people struggling with self-esteem will say to themselves, well, when things calm down, then I'll work on me. Or after the holidays, then I'll work on me. Once I get a handle on this illness, then I'll have time to focus on my self-esteem. Or they'll be on the other side of it and they'll say, of course my self-esteem is so low. Look at what my days are like. Look at what my life is like. Look at what is happening to me. I just have the worst luck. Everything seems to go wrong for me. My life just isn't as easy as other people's lives. That's why my self-esteem is so low and why I struggle so much. Both of those ideas can keep you really stuck in a place where your self-esteem remains low. So I wanted you to have this 360 view of what's actually going on here so that you can appreciate that the root of all of this is addressing the self-esteem. That in fact, if you are constantly finding that your boss is paying you late, the check bounced, your car battery keeps dying, the kid keeps coming home sick from daycare, whatever the case may be, that that actually is a really good sign that now is exactly the right time to start working on your self-esteem. If you're wondering, how do I break the cycle when all these things are going wrong and then I'm beating myself up over them? How do I even get in here and stop this? I have some things that you can try. They might seem kind of silly and simple, but that's intentional. That makes it more likely that you not only will try to do it, but that you'll follow through on doing it and then it will work. So I don't want to be giving you complex steps. I want to be giving you something that's simple and doable. So the first thing is stop and take a deep breath. Just stop and take a nice deep breath. The second thing almost reminds me of a kid's cartoon. Oh no, what can we do next? You have to forgive me. That's how it sounds in my head. I'm picturing like Blue's Clues or Dora the Explorer or 
but really almost make it fun and silly. Let yourself be curious. Let yourself trust that there is an answer. So let's go back to one of our examples. You wake up, you go for the cereal you normally eat. It's gone for whatever reason. You put it back empty. A kid finished it, a spouse finished it. Doesn't matter. Deep breath. Okay, what can you do next? Maybe it's not your normal breakfast, but maybe you can put some toast in the toaster. Maybe you can grab a granola bar. Maybe you've been meaning to switch to fruit anyways, and now is your opportunity to go ahead and grab that apple or banana. Maybe you just remembered that you actually have a gift certificate to a coffee shop that has muffins and breakfast sandwiches that you've had tucked in the kitchen drawer for six months and never used. There are answers. When you can problem solve that, that builds your confidence in yourself and that builds your self-esteem. Now, let's say that took a couple extra minutes. You were running late for work. You're in the car. You know you're running late. Deep breath. Yes, you're running late. What happens if you speed or are frantic about getting to work? You could be in an accident. You could get a ticket. Not good things. So what can you do instead? Maybe you're running late enough that you need to let your boss know. Maybe it's not that late and your boss isn't even going to notice. Maybe you have the first person you're supposed to contact in the morning, you have their contact information in your phone, and you can start that call on your drive. Maybe you can let a coworker know, and they can kind of pick up the slack or get some things moving before you get there. There is a solution. And when you find it, you will feel better about yourself. It will build your self-esteem. Do you see how this works? Your kids are in the other room. They're screaming. They're squealing. Things are clanging. But it's happy play. The noise is still unnerving you. You could go in there and yell. You could start slamming their toys away. You could send them to bed early. Not good solutions. Take a deep breath. What can you do instead? Maybe this is a great opportunity to leave the kids with your spouse and finally go take that evening walk you keep telling yourself that you need. Maybe this is a perfect opportunity to put some earbuds in and to listen to your favorite podcast. Maybe... It would be fun to just go lay on the floor with your kids and play like a kid and let today's stresses go. Maybe snuggle time with a movie is the solution. There is a happy answer. You can find it and then you'll feel better about yourself. Your self-confidence will go up and you guessed it, your self-esteem will improve. Now we've talked about boundaries a lot recently So maybe after you've taken that deep breath and you're trying to find a solution, the solution might be you need to put a boundary in place. And when you do that, you'll trust yourself, you'll build self-confidence, your self-esteem will improve. Now for just a moment, I want you to consider how different your day goes when you got enough sleep at night and you ate and drank water throughout the day. You did those self-care things. First is the day when you didn't get enough sleep, you skipped breakfast, you forgot your water bottle totally different days, right? So if you're starting to find yourself second, third time in the day having to address agitations, that might be a really clear message to you that you need to take some time for some self-care. Get into bed on time, eat some good foods, drink your water, have some quiet time, whatever it is that you're needing. It will make a massive difference to your capacity for being able to handle these agitating situations. So your goal this week is to start to become very aware when the cycle starts in your day and see if you can't stop it in its tracks before it derails your whole entire day. 
Allow yourself those moments to take some deep breaths, get curious and playful about what you can do instead or what else might work. Recognize if you need to put a boundary in place. Recognize if you need a moment for self-care and discover how you can get your day back on track and in the process of that, improve your self-esteem. And I'm serious when I say have fun with this. Make up a tune for it. Give yourself a reward every time you're able to find a better solution. Make this something worthwhile so that you will continue to do it. All right, that's it for today. Thanks for being here. You guys are awesome. I will talk to you next week. Bye.